What happens on the mountain stays on the mountain. Welcome to the rendezvous. This week, it's just uh, your host, Davis Alden, joined with our ag correspondent, I forgot to ask you before, are you good with art still? You bet. All right. You want to know my last name? Yeah. I forgot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Art, I forgot. Art, I forgot. Well, Art, I forgot. Uh, You just got your first elk last week. Not only your first elk, but your first anything with a bow and arrow so that's basically what we're going to talk about this week first off how'd it go oh it was amazing i don't think i'll ever want to hunt again with a rifle after a shoot after just walking around the mountain with my bow it's just so much it's hard it's real hard work so the outcome's a lot better you feel like you achieved more once you get something with your bow because you work so hard to get it so I enjoyed it. Did you like being that close to uh, a big game animal, having to get oh, with it? What did you end up shooting your bull at? At 45s where we got my bull at. We got within other uh, other bulls. Like one day we got within a bull about 20 yards, but I didn't have a shot, and he was, we were standing staring at each other. So that wasn't that was that was the coolest part. Because even though sometimes, well, most of the time I didn't get a shot off or didn't have a shot with them, it was still cool to be up close and personal with them. Uh, yeah. And it was a hunt. I honestly, Jason or Butch told me when we started hunting together that this is going to be a hunt that we'll we'll both remember and I'll sure as heck hopefully remember it forever. Just how how everything played out. So. Yeah. It that's hard to beat getting that close to a big animal like that and seeing him staring him right in the eye. Yeah, I had a shot at a moose at about 35 yards. We didn't range it, but I I guess about 35 yards broadside could have took down a moose and claimed it was an elk, but Birch <laughs> wouldn't let me. So it, it it's 2020. It identified as an elk. I'm sure of it. I bet that's what I was hoping, but. I guess up there those rules don't apply. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about all the hunts you guys were going on because you backpack into the wilderness area at first, didn't you? At first we set up a camp pretty high up. Like we were in pissing distance of the wilderness. And we got a couple of good hunts in. Every morning, the two mornings we got to hunt out of that camp before we took off to come back down and work. We got in on some elk both mornings, and that was amazing. The first morning we stepped outside of our tent and right across the park was two was one bull elk, which we later found out was two, and the other bull that we didn't see gave gave Butch and I away as we snuck up. We and you know first time ever with a bow, you're not really expecting that and. I kind of choked, and I had a shot at a bull opening morning right at shooting light, and 
I choked up and couldn't pull and couldn't do anything just because how amazing it was to be that close to an elk. And yeah. Was your heart racing? That more opening morning and then the next day, my heart was racing. I learned a lot in the first two days. Because opening morning, we saw the bull, the bull across the park from us. Then the next day, we saw a pretty big bull. And I ended up about 35 yards from him, 35, 30 yards maybe, if, probably even closer than that. He was just staring me down through the timber. And obviously, I didn't have a shot because I just saw his eyes looking at me. And every time we'd get close enough to shoot him, one of those damn cows would jump out and try to spot us out. But Butch had hid me pretty well for me being a big guy. I, Butch and I hid pretty well from him. But they ended up figuring out what was going on and went over the divide on us. But those first two mornings, I learned a lot. And then we had to take off and go down the mountain to go back to work, which was not ideal, but ended up playing out right. Then we went back up that following Monday. Got a good hunt in. We got a good hunt in Monday morning, I believe. And then Tuesday, and then Monday night, it started rain or snowing. We woke up. Maybe I'm off a day. I don't know. But one morning we woke up and had a pretty nice hunt. Got in on some elk, but the wind changed and screwed us up. And those things could sniff us out for. They were probably a quarter mile away, and they sniffed us out, and they were gone. Then that night, it just started snowing like a son of a gun. Woke up the following morning, and we had probably a foot and a half to two feet of snow outside our tent. So we decided that the elk probably took off like we should. So we all we packed up most of camp and came down. And at that point, you guys were still up by the wilderness area? Yeah, but at that point we were. But it was so high up, and there's deep just real deep snow that we couldn't do anything couldn't accomplish yeah. anything so we packed out most of our junk the next morning we went up and we were in pretty much the foothills because i'm not supposed to reveal names right now especially since butch is up there right now yeah I don't give it away to anybody but i i figured he he probably lectured you yeah so uh but yeah, we got into the foothills the following morning after we packed out camp, and it, it was so miserable. The dang wind was blowing like a son of a gun. The snow was crusted over because the day before it kind of melted off on the top, so it was real crusted over and just a cold son of a gun. Butch and I were pissed because I also forgot my four-wheeler key, so we had to ride double in there. And, yeah, so he was already mad at me about that. But then we were up there, and we couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, the sun came out, and it started warming up. We got up on top of this little, like, we were on this side hill, and we heard a bugle. So we started glassing around, and he spotted some cows that we on a hill that we walked by. And I turned around, and I saw this little spike, dink about 500 yards out from us. And he turned to me and said, you want to go after him? I said, heck yeah, we need to change something up in this hunt. So we took off after him. Actually ended up catching up. Got, he, he ranged him at 40 yards. And, but I didn't have a shot. 
and by the time I got to a shooting position, he was on the run again. So we took off after him still, which it was amazing that we caught up to him. Real fun. And then uh, caught up to him again, but didn't have a shot. And then caught up to him once more, and he took off over the ridge. We were going to take off, but Butch looked down the bottom of this draw where this park is, and he saw an antler sticking up, moving around. So we snuck up to where we could see over into this park that set, set about, I think it's like a 40-yard drop beneath us. And every step closer, we'd see another bull. When we finally got up to the rim of this park, there was six bulls out there. Like three, I think three of them were bedded down, and the other three were up just grazing. And nothing, but we couldn't get any closer. They spotted us, so we made up camp right there, a little afternoon warm camp on the south facing slope, and waited for them. And while we were waiting for something to walk up close to us, because Butch knew that something would at one point walk up close, we were pretty well camouflaged with our backdrop. While the three hours we waited there, four other bull elk came out of the woods. So we had ten bull elk just bedded down at one point right beneath us. That was pretty sweet. It was so cool just watching them. We just sat there and watched them. Yes, we got pissed off that nothing wanted to come close to us. But but then about two hours and 45 minutes of sitting there, the bull elk that when we first got to the when we first got the view of them all, I said I wanted to shoot. He finally got up after many came close, and I was going to just shoot whatever one I had a shot at, to be honest. But after many came up, he finally jumped up and started walking around and kept getting closer and closer. And he was bedded down at 50, so I had a, if he would have just stood up broadside, I would have had a shot. But he stood up and started coming at us. So he finally turned broadside, and I and Butch goes draw back and it's like i've done it before we sat there for so long i basically ran the scenario through my head many a times he says go ahead and draw back he goes fire and i like i just hit the release and the elk just took it and went in one side and out the other it was amazing because i was the whole the first probably 30 minutes of sitting up there watching him. I was like, this bull's going to walk up close, and I'm going to just get the bull fever and wing my shot and gut him. He's going to take off and run to the bottom of this canyon. I was scared about that, but then I just kept sitting there, amping myself up that you're going to hit right. You've been practicing for it, and sure as shit, hit right where I was aiming. That was one of the best shots I ever took. Felt good leaving. And then it was such a far sh- It was 45 yards, so you could drop your bow, and I watched the arrow go right through him. Butch watched the whole thing go down. He, the next day, he said he kept seeing the arrow go through him. So, but And this is about uh, middle of the day, right? This We, we got on to him, I believe, about 10 o'clock. And it was right before 1 when I finally got my arrow out. So nice. So how did the bull run far or did it drop or he he ran about like as soon as he hit he kinda gave a, a big old heave. Then he took off about ten yards and then he started doing 
his death wobble and then he kind of fell down and jumped back up and went back up to where he's bedded down and he fell over and slid down the hill about 10 yards from where he was bedded down and that's where he had his final resting place so he didn't go too far it was pretty i was happy with that because the farther down he'd go the farther up we have to pack him out so yeah how far was your pack out that night it felt like four miles but the following day when we actually packed him out all these hipsters with their fancy onyx found out it was only two miles but you had to go over i think three you went over two ridges to get to this hillside then you hillsided for probably about a half mile to it ran this hillside and there was a big slough on there for about 50 yards that you had to navigate across, which was a son of a gun with a pack full of meat and muddier than snot because the snow was finally melting. But a big shout out to Jordan Carlton. He was supposed to meet us up there the day I shot my elk and help us set up camp. But he uh, ended up just leaving us food and came off the mountain to try to get horses to come up and help us out. And he left us and chester's fried chicken and some killies ribs oh i've never been so happy i could have married the guy on the spot because <laughs> butch and i left town at four that morning and we both had a candy bar and i had a mountain duty and a coffee for breakfast and that's all we ate so that's we pretty rough so did you guys uh you didn't bring any meat out that first day when you actually killed you just hung it up yeah, we cor- we gutted it and quartered it and then hung it from a tree. And then we we my feet were so wet from sitting there on that south slope, the snow melting all day. So we came off and we were trying to figure out a plan to either get horses up there or just get a couple other guys. But in the long run, we figured out it was probably safer taking guys in there because it was so muddy. You'd be on that yeah. hillside for half a mile. We didn't want a horse slip off and go all the way to the bottom. Yeah. So, so who all did you get to help you? We got Jordan Carlton to come help, and then Earl, not yet, was also up there assisting. So. So four of you. Yeah, there's four of us. Which, nice. Which was nice. 165 pounds of meat. I took it into Valley Meats because I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just let them deal with this stuff. Yeah. I'll be back next week to pick it up. They do a pretty good job with it. Yeah, they do. That's who we take our beef to, so do a pretty good job. But, yeah, I'm I'm dead serious. I'll never I – don't, I don't ever see myself rifle hunting a deer or an elk again. I had never rifle hunted an elk. This was my first ever elk trip, but it's it's just the experience with the bow. I recommend it to everybody in the world. Yeah, I definitely prefer archery over rifle. I only rifle hunt just because if I don't get any anything during archery season, I still want to get some meat. So yeah. come no October, November, you know, might as yeah. well. Last year, I just hit a deer with my pickup, so this year, I did <laughs> redeem myself. But Yeah. Well, I've never shot an elk with a bow. I'm still trying to find my first one. Yeah. Well, once you get out of college, 
We got a good spot now. Yeah. We got... We, there's a good... We know two good spots where you always get on the elk. That was J6's uh, point of doing this with me, having me go up with him. So I learned this while he's gone at Army school. Yeah. Playing around with the Army that I can go around and do this, show people, but not yeah. tell anybody else. You know, it's a select hunters club that we're in. I'm a little jealous of you. I never got to archery elk hunt with Jasic, not one time. So hopefully you can teach me what he taught you. Yeah, hopefully. I learned a lot, like I said. But yeah, he, he's a hell of a hunter, that kid is. But it comes with the whole family, so. Yeah. They're all good hunters. Grew up doing it. The only thing I can't do is quarter out or quarter out the damn out because he just did it for me. I I held the shit for him and he got it all done. All right, I don't care. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, that's what he's done when he's been elk hunting with me and I get one with a rifle. He just takes the knife and does it all himself. Yeah, he's gonna make a good guide one day. Oh yeah. So so is. what weight was your bow at? I think it's about 75. Holy and, cow. Yeah. But on my PSE, it, it holds pretty well. I, I can keep it drawn out. I, it sits pretty well when you are when you have it drawn. So. Yeah. But I didn't have to keep it pulled back for long before I had the shot. So that was What nice. kind of bow is it? It's a PSE. Oh, okay. Pretty shitty equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but it was in my right price range, and it was the only one they had in town that had my draw length. So. Yeah. Got the job done. Sure as heck got the job done. Might be the same size as me, but heck, got the job done. Yeah. Heck, we met some hunters up there that had their old uh, recurve bows, and my bows a hell of a lot bigger than theirs was. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So what are you going to do with the head now? Are you going to get a full mount or a European mount or what? Uh, just probably European it since we we didn't really keep the what, what the, the cape, right? Yeah. We didn't keep the cape, so I'm just going to European it. I like European mounts better. They're not as, like, I almost feel like head mounts on an elk are just a little too bulky coming yeah. out of a wall, but... Unless you have a big game room. Yeah. If I had a game room and I actually owned this house I'm living in, then I might get a shoulder mount of an elk. But, hell, that'd be a son of a gun to try to move every time I go to move. So you're going to throw the skull in the back of the pickup and take off. But. So did you ever measure your bowl? Like, what did the antlers end up measuring i didn't measure it i learned how to back in the day but i haven't really got around to it probably like i'd say less than 300 guarantee but yeah talking to jacek he thought it was around 290 to 300 range yeah he said one of uh it's a six by five but he said on that five side one of the antlers was broken yeah. too he's been in a fight or two 
Yeah, that broke off. Then he had a big old scratch on the other side. So nice real build dark, character. Yeah, real dark antlers. So that was the best part about him. He was the darkest antlered son of a gun down there. Nice. Pretty good mass on the one side with the six. The fifth on the five side, he kind of lost the mass in the fight. But I still, I think he's a really nice bull, especially for my first time and. Oh, uh, definitely. Out. I don't care if he's a little smaller than most bulls, but it all played out real nice, and I got the meat out of him, so that's all I really wanted. Because I had to come back to work today, on Monday, the 14th, so if I would have got down to Sunday the 13th and not had anything killed, we would have been driving around looking for some cows to pop off out. Oh, yeah. Because I just wanted to meet, need to change up my beef diet a little bit. Yeah. So you might know, is Jacek, he's still up there hunting right now, right? I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Is he yeah, going after a bull this late? Or is he, if it's brown, it's down with him? No, he's going after... I really haven't figured it out. He's up there with Jordan right now, and they're trying to get Jordan killed. Jordan to kill a bull, not kill Jordan. But yeah, they're they're up there right now hunting him and Jordan, and they're trying to get one for Jordan. I found out tonight that they got into him really big tonight, but they couldn't get close enough without spooking him out of the water. So I feel like. Tomorrow morning, if they get if they wake like if they wake up in the middle of the night and there's a three three seventy five plus bull outside their tent at any point, J six gonna kill it no matter what. Yeah, like he's not gonna save it for Jordan. Yeah, like if I I feel like the only reason he's still up there hunting real hard because he's had shots at many bulls in the last couple of days feel like he's going for the trophy yeah well he's i can see why he's not going to be able to elk hunt for five ten years maybe with what his plan is yeah well the way the way this year's been it's going to be a year that he'll remember forever because the hunt that we were on then him and jordan's being in him all the time up there and it's weird year because all that snow came down and they we don't know if like we missed the rut or the rut's still a ways out, because the bulls were just laying there acting like it was winter time. Wow. We saw them. They're just hanging out out in the open. So. So the, were you guys calling to them or when you were first hunting, or were you just hiking until you found some elk sign and then trying to follow that, or? When our first couple days we were. We'd walk and we like we knew there was elk up in there and we we'd call but nothing really worked yet. The second day when we got up to the big guy, we we were taking a break on a hillside and we heard him bugle and that's when we took off after him. It's just I don't like Jacek's a hell of a caller but we didn't end up, end up using his calls that much for me anyways. Just because huh. it, it's not rut right they're not rutting right now. Or they weren't in our area. I heard over another in 38 they were rutting pretty well, but not over with us. So. Huh. Well, 
you got any anything to add to your whole elk hunting story? What happens on the mountain stays on the mountain. That's yeah. But there's some stuff that can come on, just like that story. But here's a tractor thought for you. Gotta end it with a tractor thought, of course. This is, oh, this yeah. Goes out, this goes out to Dave Alden and John Green, if they listen to this one, because I hear they love my tractor thoughts. Oh, they do. How many pioneers and Indians do you think have been killed by buffalo? Like by people, buffalo? Like people are dying in Yellowstone. How many pioneers and Indians do you think wanted to go pet buffalo and ended up dying? That's a pretty good tractor thought right there. I might sit on that one for a day or two. I have to. I have to. Just dance. Well, you guys will have to answer it next time you're on. Get every kinks yeah. on here and get you all to answer it. I guarantee Carter's got some good input. Oh, yeah. He's all about them crazy animals and animal, when animals attack. So. Yeah, we got to start having you and... Earl, not yet on more often talk about tractor thoughts. Yeah, I've been trying to remember them, but, you know, I forgot. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on, Art. You bet. You betcha. Love having you on any time. Give me a call. Will do. Hey, you need to be back on the rendezvous group chat so you're in the loop. If you guys quit talking about who the Rainier Man is, I'll be back on a damn group chat. <laughs> if you guys argue about who the Rainier Man is, I'm going to leave again. That's a fact. Yeah. I don't All care right. if y'all drink beer, so get over it. Yeah. Hey, I was just trying to mess with Zach is all. Yeah, he, got, he ruffled his feathers enough, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. You Congrats bet. again, shooting your elk. Okay. Glad you had th- those stories with Jasic, and you'll remember that forever, man. You bet. See you next time on The Rendezvous.